Can't we? Good evening! Planet Earth! How you guys doing? The Bible says clearly in the book of Psalms to blow a shofar in Zion. because it's so hilarious. Makes no sense. It's like everything God has ever done was purposely and intentionally an offense to your brains. You know, why are you like that, God? Why can't God be like us? Why can't God be like us? Says all the Christians in the whole world. Every culture, every nation, every tribe. They're always shaping God in the image of themselves. And I love you guys. You're just full of rubbish. The iron scepter will dash you to pieces like pottery. Every single nation in the world. You will be dashed to pieces like pottery. Why? Because God's culture, called Zion, is the only culture that matters. Yeah, and you're... You'll come in, every nation, tribe, and tongue, they'll rally around the Father with a pocket full of shells. Holy Spirit. They'll rally around the Father with a pocket full of shells. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's the great harvest. It's written in Revelation chapter 7. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of the shadow of death that's getting drowned by the sapphire sea of Zion. The living waters of the book of Revelation are called Sapphire Sea. Okay, there's no such thing as any other waters. You know, what are you drinking? What living waters are you into? I'm in the drunken glory. I'm getting intoxicated on the Holy Spirit. You know, we like to get drunk on the Holy Spirit Pentecost. Acts chapter 2. We're not drunk on alcohol. We're drunk on the Holy Ghost. Look at how advanced we are in our stuck-up prideful, arrogant, drunken, glory Christianity like we've arrived at anything, haven't arrived at anything. It's the Sapphire Sea that matters. And the Sapphire Sea is almost unknown to Christianity in 2017. But that is the fulfillment of as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the parousia, the coming of the Son of Man. Amen? The second coming of Jesus Christ is called the parousia. He's coming through us before He comes to us. And Jesus said, it will be like the days of Noah. But then we have the rainbow, right? Which is the seven spirits of God. The seal of the new covenant, the Holy Ghost. That I will never destroy the world with physical waters again. God the Father promised mankind. Amen. But how is He going to destroy all the rubbish in the world, because everywhere I go, it's like tons of manure. I mean, the people's souls are like manure piles. They're full of lies. They're full of death. They're full of deception. They're full of lust. They're full of legalism. They're full of religion. They're full of demons. I mean, they're absolutely demon-possessed in the USA. Probably the most demon-possessed people in the entire world, especially the rich. Especially the religious and the rich of America. The only thing worse than that might be the Vatican in Rome, which we're going to send this message to so you can 
sack the Vatican, the Holy See, and those servants of Lucifer. What abomination that is. Oh my God. You want to talk about false Christianity. You want to talk about the great red dragon and the false prophet and the beast. Look no further than Pope Francis. Serious. Guy serves Lucifer. Everything about the Roman Catholic Church is a lie. I came out of it. I came out of Catholic school. 100 million altar boys molested children, like child trafficking. And these Protestants think Catholicism's cool, and you know, and the, you know we're the mystic, and we honor these mystics like Teresa of Avila. You're full of rubbish. They are about to burn Teresa of Avila at the stake as a witch. And she barely saved her life because an angel intervened. Trust me, there's no honor to religion. There's no honor to Roman Catholicism. It is a demonic system of Lucifer entirely. And there's no redemption for it. Their judgment is sealed and their judgment is certain, says the Lord of angel armies. And you know what? So is the judgment of every soul in the world. And thank God for judgment. People think judgment's bad. It's only bad if you're a sinner in secret sin. If you're serving demons, it's bad. Because then you're going to die. But if you're serving the Holy Ghost like me, judgment is payday. King David says in the Psalms, Lord, judge me. Judge me according to my righteousness. So that everything not you can be destroyed in my entire life. I've prayed that prayer for 18 years and it always works. And every little flake and false Christian around me goes, snap, crackle, pop. And they're gone. And I'm surrounded with only godly people that love the Holy Ghost instead of flakes that love themselves and serve money. And it works out just fine and I'm encouraged by it. What I'm discouraged by is the lack of reverence towards the Father by American Christians. We've been broadcasting this now through Facebook ads. We've hit almost 15 million the last two months. And it's like Africa honors the Father. The Philippines, Indonesia, oh my God, Malaysia, Singapore. Some of those islands honor the Father. Australia, New Zealand, UK, Ireland, Canada, the U.S. do not honor the Father. It's like the first world nations are the most cursed out of all because they're rich. And it's easier for a camel to pass through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the gates of heavenly Jerusalem, says the Lord Jesus Christ in the red letters of the Bible. And we just happen to be red letter ministries by the audible voice of the Father himself, So please, make a right decision before you judge us. It could cost you your very life. Because we are the government of God and we love you, baby. We love you. We serve you. Bread and wine perfectly every day. And people trample the wine underfoot. They trample the bread underfoot. They blaspheme the Father. They blaspheme the Son. They don't know the Holy Ghost, so they can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit, so it's all forgivable. In their ignorance, they blaspheme Jesus because they're taught religion in church. They're not taught Holy Spirit. Maybe a little. Little, little, little. We've had Bethel's Supernatural School of Ministry third-year graduates come to us and spend time with us, and they say, Oh my God, I didn't even know there was a priesthood of Melchizedek. 
not even in the New Covenant priesthood, after graduating the most elite glory stream school of three years. They've never even heard of it. That's how bad it is in the charismatic church of America. And I say that in perfect love, it's just, they don't know. The apostles and prophets don't know. I've been face-to-face -face with Bob Jones several times, face-to-face -face with Bobby Connor several times, face-to-face -face with Paul Keith Jackson and all these people, everyone. Face-to-face -face with Jeff Jansen, face-to-face -face with prophets and apostles and Rick Joyner and all these guys and all the bigwigs and David Hogan, I know him. Heidi Baker, face-to-face -face with Heidi Baker. It's very few that actually even know the Father amongst the apostles and prophets, and if they know the Father, they don't know Him that well. And when you know the Father, you're changed, and you become such a freak show that even the greatest glory stream ministers can hardly stand your guts. And that's why they always betray you, because you went deeper in the Father than they did, and you became a freak show to them. You became way too weird, dude. Way too weird, which is actually just way too holy, and they're still compromised. Holiness is weird when you're worldly. Why don't you participate with our sexual morality? Because it's like just boys and girls and orgies out there. Just, you know, by the time they're 13, it's like they have multiple partners in America. I mean, they're just a bunch of whores. Everywhere, I look at them. When they go to college, it's like they go to college just to have sex. You know, I, I see the girls and I see the boys and they're, they're so demon-possessed with incubus and succubus and lust demons that they're not even human beings in their souls. And I look at them and they look at me and they, the beast pumps out and, you know, they want to pretend like they're tough and the... You know, flex their muscles because they've been working their pecs in the gym like animals because they develop their flesh instead of their spirit. And they're the weakest people I've ever seen in my life. It's pure weakness. Unless you're angelic, the fallen angels say you're weak. And the fallen angels just poop on you. And that's why your souls are full of religion and rebellion and legalism and lust and not holiness and compassion and purity. We must be holy. It's not an option. The Bible commands, commands it. In the New Testament, there's many commandments. And many of my brothers have gone astray into false grace and become demon-possessed, and most of them are on drugs and alcohol, and they call themselves the Drunken Glory Movement. <laughs> True story. And they're a bunch of flakes. They don't tell the truth, and they're liars. And if you listen to their ministry, you'll have to learn through what you suffer because they're ministering demons. A lot of them went through our discipleship schools. A lot of them learned a lot from us and then decided to start their own ministries and making money. Like to them it's money and it's like, well now that Brandon's prospering and traded his junker for a Porsche, we don't need to support him anymore, you know, because it's always been about poverty for them, never about the kingdom and all things being added unto them. And for them, that it's about money instead of about God, it's always been about God for me. It's never been about money for me. I've been walking this thing out in the perfect will of God for 18 years since I got born again. Like a, like a slave to the anointing. And I get a little breakthrough. I get a little things added unto me, a little rewards. 
and they freak out. Some of them won't even talk to me now. Because they think, when I get blessed, and they don't, you know, I'm with them like them serving money. But I've never served money. I've never served money since I've been a Christian. I've always served the Father, and that's why I've suffered so much. Because most Christians in America serve money and not God. That's why the first world nations are the most cursed and have the hardest hearts towards the Father out of all the nations. African nations love us, just drink us up, and you're like, oh yeah, the third world nations, like, they're poor, they have to, they don't have the money and all the wealth. They're less cursed than you, America. That's what it is. They're less cursed than you. And it's true. Because you filled your souls with money and your hearts with the roots of all evil, the third world nations are more blessed right now in 2017, more blessed than the first world nations, says the Lord of Angel Armies. Was that and, true? and he's not mad at you. What you need to understand, Penny, what you need to understand, friends, is the Father loves you and he's not mad at you. He's telling you the truth and the truth will set you free. The first world nations are the mountains that are being made low. The third world nations are the valleys being raised up, making straight the way of the Lord. That is the destruction of all corruption and oppression in the entire cosmos called world that we, the sons of God, are dealing with. And we have total opposition in the mountains, and you'd be surprised, a lot of opposition in the valleys too. But when you begin understanding who your father actually is and how he does things in the world, you begin fearing the father. You begin obeying the father. You begin celebrating the father. Oh my God, he doesn't want to destroy the UK, Ireland, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, USA. He doesn't want to destroy Australia, New Zealand. He wants to heal us from our sin addiction to money. Because you can't serve both God and money, and it's a huge number one problem in the first world nations. That's why every evil in the world exists. Because first world nation Christians can't repent and get over their fear of money. And I deal with it every single day, and I'm not taking up an offering. Let your money eat your flesh like rust. I could care less. I serve the living Father. Even if you don't donate, God could raise up new partners from the rocks to support the army of the Lord. I tell you the truth. This is about your souls getting right with the living Father and getting set free from the demons of money called unrighteous mammon. Every time you serve creation instead of the Creator, and we say money because it's the power of the creation, the pyramid on your one dollar bill that enslaves your hearts in slavery. Anytime you serve creation above the Creator, you get into idolatry. And 1 John says, little children, keep yourselves away from idols. Because that is what actually causes aging. That's what causes disease. That's what causes every curse in your life by serving at the altar of demons called idols when you serve creation more highly than the Creator. So the sons of God have learned through all of this to tell you the perfect truth to set you free so you can serve the Creator 
and nothing in creation, no thing, no idols, only the Father. Thou shalt have no other gods besides me. He's a jealous, consuming fire, and the fire of his jealousy is his love. And that love is so much more intense than death. That love is more intense than even a combat Vietnam veteran. And that's as bad as it gets, boys. It's true. More intense than the Hell's Angels. That's as bad as it gets, boys. <laughs> more intense than the cartels of Colombia and Mexico. That's as bad as it gets, boys. I mean, seriously. It's time to know who the Father is and stop fearing everything else. We have a perfect Father. He's a good Father, but He is a disciplinarian. And He chastises those He loves. And it says rejoice when you're disciplined by the Father. Because what He's doing is removing all the stuff in your soul that's hurting your relationship from being perfect with Him. And most people are so orphaned and so beat up by demons and religion, it's like when the Father comes around, there's nothing left He can even disciple because they're so injured and beat up by the counterfeit called the dragon's religion of starlight Christianity, the Horror of Babylon. Church. It's called church. That's what church is. Fact, not fiction. And most of y'all been in the church. And that's why you go in there and try to heal people because they've been beat up in the church. And it's like, Hey guys, that system's not redeemable. It doesn't come into the third day church. It doesn't come into the third day resurrection. It doesn't make it into the promised land of Christianity. I tell you the truth. What does make it into the promised land that we pioneer, the sons of God worldwide, is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What makes it into the promised land is every city and every nation. Amen? That's a sheep city and a sheep nation. I'm not even going to mess with the goats. You know, deal with enough goats in the sheep nations, not even to mess with the goat nations. But they are communist and Muslim nations. Praise the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ loves you, baby. And it's just, you'll know them by their fruits, you know? I walk around people, hundreds of thousands of people, I just walk through their midst. I walk through their souls, I walk through their heart gardens, I see what's in them, I look inside them, the Father tells me what's going on, and I just learn. Always a student, and let Christ be the teacher. Staying humble. Amen? Clay in the potter's hands. Always learning, always growing. Jesus Christ grew up as a tender shoot. Isaiah 11.1, 1, a tender shoot. He went straight up. He never went to the side to rebellion, never went to the side to religion. He grew up as a tender shoot. Straight up, like bamboo. Straight up. Yep, it's true. He didn't make the mistakes we make all the time in alcohol and prescription drugs and sexual morality and the worst demon of all, Christian religion. He didn't make any of those mistakes like we did. He's a perfect guy. <laughs> He's a really perfect guy. Very intense individual, very loving, perfectly understanding individual. He does have soft spots, no doubt about it. You can lay on his chest like John. At other times, 
Look out for the cat of nine tails. It will tear your skin off when he cleans out the temple marketplace and the prostitutes of Christianity who have turned my father's house into salesmen. You know, buy the next MP3 for $3.99. Advertisements when you go on their website to buy their rubbish that will just get you demon-possessed. <laughs> People pay money in Babylon to get demon-possessed. You know that? I see it every day. It's astonishing to me. People actually spend most of their money in their lives killing themselves instead of advancing the kingdom. They do that when they go to universities and fill their brains with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They do that any time they serve brains, flesh, and not spirit, God. Because there's two trees in the garden. The brain is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the spirit is the tree of life. I tell you the truth, only the tree of life shall remain in all the world now at this time. Because the Sapphire Sea is drowning the nations, drowning the third world nations, the valleys of the shadow of death and poverty, and all that is going to get drowned. I just couldn't believe how Katmandu just drinks up our stuff, like, and they're just thankful. They just love the Father, they honor the Father. I'll pour it into Paris, I'll pour it in London. All I get is anger, animosity, and blasphemy. I mean, like, 100%. Pour it in New York, a couple dozen real Christians. I mean, it was wonderful, but a lot of still, like, mockery and blasphemy of the Father. Because it's just like the first world nations are mountain nations, and they think they're healthy. And the healthy think they don't need the doctor, Jesus Christ. But the Father will drown the mountains in the sapphire sea. The mountains will drip with wine. He will throw the mountains into the sea. Even if you have faith like a mustard seed, it says. And every valley will be raised up. I tell you the truth. The sons of God, the friends of the bridegroom and the bride of Christ will make every mountain low, first world nations, and every valley raised up, third world nations, before Jesus Christ returns. It's called the restoration of all things. We've been in it for years. Welcome to the army of the living God. Welcome to the front lines of Joel's army, the vanguard. Welcome to David and his mighty men. You're just waking up. 24 hours with me is more intense than 50 years in the charismatic church. That's a fact. Because you get real so fast. I mean, you come into the angelic arena, and if you're not real in your soul, you pop that same day and you have to run away. And you can't make it, you can't make it one second in the angelic arena unless you have the helmet of salvation on. Or you just go pop because the angels don't want you in the angelic arena, and you're not a real warrior, a soldier of Jesus Christ. And so pop goes the weasel, and you get kicked out of the angel world, you go back into the natural world being cursed under the dragon back into the matrix, back into the manure pile. But when you have the full armor of God on, we live in the spirit, baby. Just the wide open heavens continuously Mount Zion. Above, below, and all around, it's like Jacques Cousteau. We're just scuba diving in the stuff. I mean, this is Star Trek every single day, going where no man has gone before. I mean, continuously. For eight, nine years, it felt like I've been living underwater in the glory of God, in the river of life, in Mount Zion, heavenly Jerusalem, in the Sapphire Sea. And you never come up for oxygen. You live underwater. The glory of God becomes your oxygen. You become a fish of Ezekiel 47. 
Amen? The river of life that flows through the temple of God, and you are the temple of God. No church building has ever been the temple of God. It made God sick to even build Solomon's temple. He hated it. He despised it back then. He didn't even want them to celebrate it. It was just like crap to him. He didn't care about the stupid Ark of the Covenant and the stupid Solomonic temple. He says, God has never dwelt in buildings made by human hands. He's grievous through the whole process because they don't have enough faith to have the perfection as their bodies being the temples and their cities being their churches, like heavenly Jerusalem, the church of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. Because these people are demon-possessed and they have no faith. So God works within your demon possession. God works within your doubt and your fear and your worry and your anxiety and your religiosity and all of your slave systems and all of your lies. He's right in the thick and the mess of it. He's never avoiding it. Jesus Christ never avoids the mess. He gets right into the trenches of the disgusting filth you've allowed into your own souls and he just clears it out with the seven blazing torches every day. That's the priesthood of Melchizedek. That's the priesthood of God the Father. That's the eternal priesthood. We never avoid issues. We never put band-aids on something. That's why they hate us. Because we'll actually go into your root system of your human hearts, walk inside your hearts, deal with everything in your whole lives, and make you right with God. If you actually want to be, but most people actually don't. They'd rather go out and serve money. Because I boil them down, and most people don't even like Jesus. They say they do because they know it's the right thing, but when Jesus shows up, I watch them time and time again. They enjoy heroin more than Jesus. They enjoy money more than Jesus. They enjoy sexual morality and alcoholism and a bottle of wine every night and a bottle of champagne more than Jesus. These are the idolaters of the first world nations who claim to be God's people, but are lying hypocrites, all of them. And unless they repent, they're already dead. They're hypocrites. They're already dead. But a lot of people look up to these dead people like their leadership. Never follow the dead. <laughs> Amen? Like Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. Man, really you're not going to go to your own mom's funeral, Jesus? Oh my God, he's so disrespectful to the culture. Oh. He could care less. Let the dead bury their own dead. Who's my mother? Who's my brothers and sisters? Screw you. You're demon-possessed and serve demons. My mother and my brothers and my sisters are those who obey my Father in heaven. Piss off. In Jesus' name. That's his attitude in the Bible. Not exaggerating. Not being rebellious. That's what God's actually like. He doesn't tiptoe around subjects. He just marches through triumphing with the breaker anointing right through all the bull crap of religion in our lives and deals with us and makes us real Christians and makes us real disciples and our faith works in reality. So we don't have to go into our little safe prayer time, prayer closet, church time to get our God time, because we're weak and servants of Lucifer, which is religion and not God. We're out in the open Eden paradise demonstrating what it is to walk with the Father in the coolness of the day. Amen? Amen. Demonstrating the true walk and way of Jesus Christ. 
And we do. Every single day. And there's more and more disciples all over the world that are real disciples demonstrating true Christianity every day. I'm encouraged by Nigeria, Kenya. I'm encouraged by, oh my God, this sweet old woman in like Guinea or something. Guinea, some small African nation. You know, she's got all of her Sunday's best on in her Facebook profile. She's like, oh, sweetie, this just made my day. Thank you for telling. I just melted. I'm like, God. I'm going to go so much harder on these American spoiled brats when I see these third world nations drinking it in and honoring the Father with all their hearts and minds. It melts me. I've been so constantly mistreated in American culture that when I see the third world nations honoring my Father and honoring me, it's just like, really? There's people out there like that? I didn't even know they existed. We've been so mistreated in the USA. To this moment, just spit on by the Christians. To see people actually love God in reality and are real Christians in the glory of God and just want the presence of God and don't need the formalities, don't need all the crap of church, that just melts me. Because these people want the kingdom. They actually like the person Jesus. Most Christians don't even like Jesus. They don't like his personality. He's too intense. He's too aggressive. Your teddy bear Jesus is Satan. That's why you're weak. And that's why you have to trust in money. Teddy bear Jesus that all these hippie Christians believe in ain't Jesus. The Lord is a man of war. And I think you better recognize because the bride of Christ is a Shulamite warlord. And if you have any other idea of the army of the Lord being something else, that is the very demon making you weak, making you need a teddy bear, making you be nice and weak and just easy to control. That easy to control sorcery is in your minds. And it's in so many people's minds because they grew up in Babylon the Great and most of them haven't even been born again. They're just Christians because their father and mother were Christians and it's just like the Muslims are Muslims because their father and mother are Muslims. You're just born into religion. You've never even had a real conversion. Most Americans haven't even had a conversion. They just know Jesus is the truth. I've seen it demonstrated with like dozens of my friends and family members. Just totally fakes. And then they have a conversion and they get real. It's like, oh my God, sorry for beating you up verbally for the last 10 years. You were right the whole time. We have people like that all the time. Sorry for m misunderstanding. You know, we thought you were just crazy. <laughs> right? They thought Jesus was crazy because he was telling them the truth. They think I'm crazy because I tell them the truth. The spirit of truth is my actual intoxication. I get so deep in the spirit of truth my Lord, the Holy Ghost, that I'm physically drunk like Jeremiah on his holy words. I am like a drunken man because of the Lord, because of his holy words. We're drunk on holiness. I hate perversion. I have made a covenant with my eyes to not sin with my eyes. I have the seven eyes of the slain lamb because I have the Holy Spirit just like you. The difference is I obey Him 100% every day as a soldier through battle after battle after temptation after war after war through all of the persecution and the mistreatment and the misunderstanding and I don't get bitter, I get better. 
And I actually learned to love more perfectly through all these people completely demon-possessed with religion and de demon-possessed with money. And that's how you become like God the Father. That's how you become like this, a real son of God. Truth anyhow, through life experience, it's called wisdom. And wisdom has built her seven pillars. Wisdom has built her seven pillars. Loose in Jesus' name. And the seven pillars are actually the possession of your seven interior mansions that fill your souls with God and get the demons up. <laughs> when I start stuttering, it's because there's demons and devils in the atmosphere that I'm warring against in people's souls. We come up a lot with a lot of confrontation. Like Moses stuttered, didn't he? Because he had to deal with all the necromancy in the atmosphere of Egypt. It's true. Paul stuttered. It says, you know, I don't have etiquette and I'm a bad speaker. Because he was dealing with all the sorcery in Greece. I don't stutter. I have perfect communication skills. But when I do, it's because I'm coming up against realms of darkness that need to break through in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for the sapphire sea sacking these people's souls and drowning their brains and crucifying their skulls. Christ crucified right through your flesh, right through your brains, right through your animal brains, right through your monkey brains. In Jesus' name, that's what they are, animal flesh. To have any identification with the brains of the monkey flesh is to be into Darwinism because you're not a brain. You're not a flesh. You're not an animal. What's the difference between a baboon's brains and a human's brains? Not much. The angels consider you all their animals. But when you get into the morning star with the mind of Christ and have a spiritual mind of, of glory and light wrapping your animal flesh, you have power over all the angels like me. And that's what you need to become, like the angels. 2 Corinthians 5.17, when you're born again, you're no longer a human being. You're an angelic being. Now let it become your intelligence. Let it become your mind. Let it become your soul so you're not in the prison of the curse of the fall called your brains. Amen? That's what freedom is. More of you, Holy Spirit, less of me. Out of the flesh, no longer in it. Out of the brain, no longer in it. No longer subject to animal flesh of the human brain. The human brain is like a monkey brain. You know? And we get offended and we have all these rules and we're like, oh, I have all the scientific, scientific facts of why a human being is greater than a monkey. You're a monkey. <laughs> Until you have the morning star, trust me, you're deceiving yourself. You're just a religious demon. You're an ape. <laughs> ape shall not kill ape. But ape always kills ape because you're a monkey. The brains are monkey. The only thing that's not monkey, boys and girls, is the mind of Christ. And that's been proven in Christianity generation after generation after generation. The religious are all monkey-brained. They're all apes. You know, anything new is the devil. Anything that threatens our, our little zoos and our little buildings and our doors and our locks and our windows is the devil. They're about as angelic as Lucifer. Oh, bad comparison. <laughs> Well, it's because that's their father, the father of the apes. When you stay in the brain, you are always fathered by Satan. Truth, 100% of the time, there's no exceptions to that. That's the curse of the fall. When you're fathered in your spirit, you're always fathered by God, the living God. And you become the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ by growing spiritually. The second Adam is a 
life-giving Spirit. And so are you when you're born of the Spirit. Now grow in the Spirit and let the Spirit take over all your soul, take over all your flesh, and you'll be totally set free from Satan and his angels and demons and sickness and disease and poverty and religion and every curse will be under your feet in Jesus' name. Let's hit the nations up with this broadcast. Donate at redletterman.com. If $500 comes in, we'll do $500 ad campaign. It's up to you guys. I'm the priest. I receive the tithes and offerings. I obey God perfectly. Now it's your turn. Don't be cheapskates. All of this is the most perfect evangelism in the whole world. Seriously, for $300, I can reach 500,000 people. No evangelism or missions in the whole world is that effective and practical. I mean, I was looking at plane tickets to go to Kathmandu last night, $1,400. Like, waste of money. For $1,400, I could reach 5 million people instead of just one city up in Nepal. Seriously, get a life. It's the most effective evangelism in the entire world. Facebook ads is the great harvest of the end times. As you donate, seriously, $750 the last three days we spent on Facebook ads reached one million people. That's like more than all the local churches in Minneapolis combined the last decade. Get a life in Jesus' name and support Red Letter Ministries and be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>